Right. Welcome to Shortcut to Sunday. I'm Ben. And I'm Bruce. And this is your podcast for December 18th, 2022, the uh, fourth Sunday of Advent in... The big four nothing. Yeah, in year A. Uh, and uh, we are coming to you not live on behalf of Holy Family... <laughs> Holy Family Episcopal Church in Fishers, Indiana. Usually I don't mess that up. Uh, Bruce, how you doing? I'm fine. <laughs> I'm doing fine. Thank yes. You. It is a, uh, 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 it's, it's dreary outside. That's, that's my that's problem. That's what it is. That's the, that, the that's dreariness what's going on. of the outside. Yes. Uh, it's not because, uh, I, like the, no matter how much coffee I drink, it's not enough. Or, uh, the fact that I'm like, my, my brain's split in half as I'm tired. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's the day. weather. It's the weather. It's gotta be, it's oh, the weather. Wow. It's not me. <clears throat> but um but yeah so we are fourth... getting ready to sing the weather outside is frightful uh, the weather outside is frightful but the you could do that fire that well. i just lit here in this room is so delightful delightful and spreading we should probably <laughs> we should probably go um, yeah we should frighten <laughs> uh the um, fourth sunday of advent uh like uh, this is the this is your podcast reminder that uh if you have not uh bought christmas presents uh, it's too late. Make it <laughs> just make something homemade and say that you put a lot of thought and effort into it. Um, gift cards, <laughs> gift cards. <laughs> yeah, I mean honestly, gift cards ain't bad. Gift cards is a good way to go. They're usually the right size. <laughs> yep, exactly. Yeah, it fits in your pocket. Yeah. You know, uh, no, they're good. But uh, but yeah, it's it's uh, it's crunch time. It's crunch time yes, for definitely. for. Uh, for stuff and uh, and if you can't think of something to give as a gift to someone, remember that uh, that's just the commercial side of Christmas, and you don't have to. <laughs> or maybe you just don't love them. <laughs> or you don't love them. <laughs> you don't love them. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> but your def- your priest and mine <laughs> telling you, you definitely don't have to buy anyone a car with a ribbon on top. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly right. Exactly. Uh, so, I mean, we've got um, this coming. So, this podcast is for the 18th. The 18th is the greening of the church. Yep. Uh, so, one of the things that we want to promote for sure is after the 10 o'clock service uh, on Sunday, uh, we are are working on decorating, decking out not, the. Not after the 10 o'clock, at 4 o'clock. Oh, at 4 o'clock. There's a break. Oh, oh my fault. My yeah. bad. Yeah. Um, Boy, would you have been early? Well, I would have sure been early. Uh, uh, so, I, in a way, I was right. After ten o'clock service yes, at but, four, but uh, yeah. about five uh, hours after. About five, yeah, several years, <laughs> so, several several hours after uh, the, uh, the 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 service concludes in the afternoon, shortly before dinner, um, uh, we're we're uh, decking out the the sacristy, uh, the sacristy, this <laughs> sanctuary. I think you're trying sanctuary. To say. Yeah, let's see, man, this coffee. Uh, Kick in coffee, quick. Mm. <clears throat> Take two. Uh, uh, yeah, we're 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 decorating the uh, sanctuary, and uh, there will be music playing, and and oh, it's a blast! Com- yeah, a lot a lot of camaraderie going on, yeah. and then followed by a, a spaghetti dinner, put on by the, uh, the the Brotherhood uh, of Saint Andrews, if I'm yep, not mistaken. That's right. Uh, so we'll have that uh, going on. Uh, do we have? Uh, we we just uh, this past Sunday uh, did the the uh, the gathering together of the the, the presents for the angel tree. Yep. Uh, so those will be delivered this week. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that we should promote. Uh, is it too early to promote our our church uh, our Christmas church services? I think it's right on time. Right on time. So. Um, what are they? Every day, every hour on the hour, right? They, no. <laughs> on Christmas Eve, December 24th, uh-huh. 5 p.m. is what we typically label as the children's service. Mm-hmm. So it's a little less formal, but still has all the Christmas carols and the Holy Eucharist and all that. Candlelight, singing silent night. Then 11 p.m. is the midnight mass. Okay. And also candlelight. Silent night, lots of cool music. But on Christmas Day mm-hmm. at 10 a.m., mm-hmm. when all the little ones are awake, mm-hmm. we have Jammy Church. Yes. Which is a blast. And it's a come as you are service. The choir is exhausted, so we don't have any music. Um, and it's a it's a 
relatively brief service, but still has the Holy Eucharist. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And yeah, it's just a lot of, you know, usually 30, 40 people there at the most and really a lot of fun. Kids are welcome to crawl around and all that, but it's called Jammy Church because people are welcome to come with their jammies on with bedhead. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. I'll be in my Chewbacca onesie. Oh, good. Yeah. That's always a highlight. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't have to wear jammies. But you can you can wear comfortable going out clothes if that's what you prefer. 10 o'clock Christmas Day. Sounds good. Sounds good. Uh, yeah, all of that sounds good. Yeah. Uh, fingers crossed. Uh, for, for me, this is the time where I start doing my uh, my my equivalent of a rain dance for snow. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, usually it. it results in actual rain. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> You need to relabel it. Uh, here in Indiana, here, here in Indianapolis, uh, the number of white Christmases I've experienced since I moved here are vastly outweighed by the number of wet and rainy Christmases. I was so lucky. I guess it's been about 10 years ago. I was on the bishop staff, so was part of the uh, cathedral worship at midnight service, mm -hmm. 11, 11 p.m., lining up. For the procession outside the cathedral, because it's such a small building, no room inside, and it started to snow. Yeah, it was so cool. Those those are my those are my favorites. Uh, yeah, the, the the years where and we've had a couple of them. Yeah. So I'm I'm hoping this year will be another one, uh, where we do the midnight mass uh, and uh, you you release come out to the, snow, out to the snow and it snows all night and then yeah. you, you have uh, snow all over the ground uh, uh, Christmas morning, which is a, a ton of fun. Uh, seeing as how this year. Christmas morning is also a Sunday. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, then uh, maybe I don't want to pray for too much snow. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're not changing our Christmas traditional worship schedule, mm -hmm. so we're not doing an eight o'clock Sunday service like we do every other. Right, Sunday right, 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 right. But still, but uh, still. we don't, I don't want it dangerous for for people to come yeah. to Jammy Church. Yeah, uh, those 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 uh, those. Uh, um, the, those jammies uh, are easy to get wet in the snow, and yeah, the... you're pushing the car out of a ditch, and your jammies, <laughs> and people think, "Boy, did that guy put in your the slippers?" <laughs> that guy really put off shopping to the last minute. <laughs> no, I no kids, I got your present. I swear. <laughs> Another mug. We get that every year. I, I, Gifts from Seven Eleven. One uh... morning. <laughs> One Christmas morning, I stopped at a Starbucks, get a coffee, and this guy ran in, literally ran into the church. Sorry, not church. I mean, the in a way, you're not wrong, but okay, yeah. go ahead. <laughs> and it was just, where are your mugs? <laughs> and she pointed, and he just filled his arms with like 12 different mugs. <laughs> Did I totally forgot? <laughs> That's a former coma patient right there. Yeah. <laughs> And I what day is it? Yeah. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> Mr. Scrooge. <laughs> so I let him go in line in front of me to check oh, out. Oh, yeah. 100%. And off he went for the family gathering with 12 <laughs> brand new Starbucks buns or whatever the number was. It was yeah. a lot. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful story. And I groggily asked for a full caffeine coffee. <laughs> went off to church. Well, uh, let's... Uh, let, let's let's uh, ponder years past, not Christmas years past, but let's True. do uh, this day in church history. Uh, and oh, that'll be interesting next week for yeah, Christmas <laughs> on actual like like uh, uh, I wonder uh, if we'll get uh, you know this day in church history uh, at zero. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Or if we're gonna get the more accurate like wasn't this day? It right. was, you know. <laughs> We celebrate it as though this happened, yeah, but we're spring. pretty sure it wasn't really. Um, so uh, our, our first uh, date here for December 18th goes back to 1542. We see the death in Suzdal, Russia, and I practiced this, so let me see if I can do it right, of Salomonia Yorvienna Sabrova. Uh, that sounds pretty good. Nah, not too bad, right? Forced into a nunnery because of her failure to bear a son and heir for Grand Prince Vasily III yeah. of Muscovy. Common uh, story at that time. Yeah. Uh, a woman of exemplary character. She will be recognized later as a saint. Oh, cool. Uh, and for putting up with that bullcrap, <laughs> I agree. Well deserved. Uh-huh. Uh, although, you know what? Uh, 
you know, maybe, maybe, maybe the nunnery is the way to get away from that grand prince. I don't know the story. That may have been a definite move up. (laughs) Right. I don't know the story. Um, uh, 1555, the martyrdom of John Philpot, archdeacon of Winchester. As he was going to the stake in Smithfield, the sheriff's men offered to carry him over a muddy spot, but Philpot declined saying, I am content to go to my journey's end on foot. He knelt and kissed the stake, recited three psalms, and then submitted to the flame. Years earlier, he had been one of the religious leaders who condemned Joan of Kent to a similar fate. Whoa, it comes around. <laughs> comes around, goes around. Uh, but uh, but that's uh, the martyrdom of John Philpot. I gotta admit, that I did not know any of that. Even though it's England. I didn't either. Yeah. Uh, but people expect me to not know things. Uh, <laughs> 1666, the Covenanteer, Coven, Covenanteer. Yeah, that's right. Minister. I'm not sure exactly what the, the, the minister of co- covens. I'll, I'll listen for more content. Covenanteer minister Hugh McCall is brought into court, found guilty, and condemned to hang for his resistance to the authority claimed by the king over the Scottish church. Oh, Scotland. The verdict will be carried out four days later, and on the way to the scaffold, McCall will assure his will assure his father that his death will do more good for the cause of God's people than twenty years before in in the pulpit. So. Uh, now I feel bad. I don't know who he is. Hey, right? Right? But the Covenanteer. Well, um, there was the Church of the Covenant at the time. So okay. I okay. That's what it, he was So instead of, of Covenanteer, it's the Covenanter. Or Covenanters. Or, yeah. Huh. One would say Covenant Minister. Well, and you know. never know with what language they're going back and forth. That's, they add true. That's true. That's true. That's Covenant. Uh, 1821, young George Mueller is jailed at Wolfenbuttel Castle in Germany uh, on theft charges and will remain imprisoned until the 22nd of January the following year. After his conversion, he will become a faithful steward and of contributions to Christian charities. Oh, that's nice. I mean, an outcome, a, a nice outcome. He didn't burn. <laughs> yes. Yes. Unlike the others. Uh, 1919. Death of Wu Hongyu of Shanghai. He had been one of the first three priests ordained in the American Episcopal Church of China. He had used a medical ministry to gain access to souls. I'm not quite sure what that means. Well, what it means is that he had some kind of medical training. Oh, okay. I won't presume to say he was a physician, but that was very common for the Episcopal Church to set up hospitals and clinics and things like that. Uh, okay to demonstrate the love of God mm. for all people by caring for all people in these free clinics. Gotcha. It, it's the fact that we, the, the, this entry uses the, chooses to use the word souls instead of individuals. Yeah. It was like, uh, 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 doing what now? He <laughs> gave him access for what <laughs> to do? Got it, 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 got it. Um, 1974, uh, we see the death in India of Evelyn Quote, unquote, Granny Brand. Uh, So I love that. Evelyn Granny Brand, uh, who had been an extraordinary missionary in the the hill country uh, there in India. She had wanted to complete the work begun by her husband and herself years earlier, but mission authorities would not let her. So upon her retirement, she moved to the hills and worked there with great success for 24 years more until her death. Good for Granny. Good for Granny Brand. Um. 1975, the Evangelical Lutheran Church in South Africa is founded, and during the session, uh, uh, the the founding session, uh, unknown perpetrators hurled tear gas canisters into the assembly through a window, injuring 17 delegates. And what? 17 delegates? Injuring. Oh, injuring. Okay. Yeah, so tear gas canisters uh, in the formation of the the Evangelical Lutheran Church there in South Africa. My bet is just so how the the evangelical Lutheran church in the, in America is, is that they would have been anti-apartheid. And so uh, okay. yeah. an easy target for yep. the fascists. Pro- probably, probably. 1975, elder Seraphim Romanstov uh, takes ill during a vigil and is forced to go to bed where he will die on the last day of that year. He had lived a life of ascetism. Yes, you had it right the first time. Ascet- yeah. Ascetism? Yeah. 
Okay, ascetism, uh, humility and prayer, giving wise spiritual counsel to all who requested it. Under the Soviets, he had been sent with convicts to, uh, to canal construction and afterward had been forced to hide for 12 years. So what is ascetism? A very simple life. Okay. So you know, um, very few possessions, simple food, diet, that mm. sort of thing. Simple housing. Uh, and then lastly, 1979, the Vatican's Congregation of the Doctrine of the Faith withdraws Hans Kung's Missio Canica, man, we, we love our Latin, um, which had permitted him to teach in the name of the church. Kung had amassed evidence against the papal claim to speak infallibility when pronouncing officially on matters of moral and doctrine and had made statements repugnant to Catholic theology as that in certain circumstances, a layperson could consecrate the bread and wine of the Eucharist. <gasps> yeah. Hans Kung was a huge figure in late 20th century Catholicism and Christianity because he was willing to be in active conversation with Episcopalians and others. So particularly after that <clears throat> loss of status within the Roman church took place, he ended up doing a lot of speaking um, at Episcopal seminaries and mm. other you know, conferences and all that were a very mixed group rather than simply teaching Roman Catholics. And so in, in many ways, it that move by the Vatican completely backfired. He became much better known, and his scholarship, which was very good and very in-depth, hmm. became much more widely read. Interesting. Interesting. They drew too much attention to him yeah, then. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Uh, out of curiosity, uh, do you know Hans Kung? Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to figure out, like, what region? Hans sounds very German-Austrian. Kung is with a double umlauts I, over the, the the U and reads I almost. I think it was Denmark. Okay, all right. But I'm, it was um, Northwest Europe. But I'm, yeah. Yeah, I, I wasn't sure. Like one 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 split seemed a little uh, uh, you know yeah. Asia, and one split oh, seemed a little definitely uh, Northern Europe. Europe. Okay, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Okay. And those are our uh, This Day in Church History, history entries. So, cool. Uh, yeah, December 18th uh, in years past. Uh, so what will take place? <laughs> A brilliant sermon uh, delivered by... Uh, Hans Kuhn. Hans Kuhn. <laughs> Unfortunately, he's died. <laughs> well, I guess that opens the door for you. Then. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Look out, world. Here I go. Let's move over to our readings for the week. Yes. Uh, we begin here with our first reading in Isaiah, uh, chapter 7, verse 10 through 16. Again, the Lord spoke to Ahaz, saying, Ask a sign of the Lord your God. Let it be deep as Sheol or high as heaven. But Ahaz said, I will not ask, and I will not put the Lord to the test. Then Isaiah said, Hear then, O house of David, is it too little for you to weary mortals that you weary might that you weary my God also. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Look, the young woman is with child and shall bear a son and shall name him Emmanuel. He shall eat curds and honey by the time he knows how to refuse the evil and choose the good. For before the child knows how to refuse the evil and choose the good, the land before whose two kings you are in dread will be deserted. Um... We go backwards, actually. These these uh, these Advent readings we've been kind of yeah. moving forward in Isaiah. Now we go all the way back to First Isaiah, uh, chapter seven. So early, um, Ahaz. What do we know about Ahaz? This is the king of He's a king. of uh, of Israel. Um, yeah. So you know, Israel's not going to exist much longer. Right. We kind of look back with twenty twenty hindsight. But seemingly one of the good kings, at least as opposed, like as evidenced by this reading at least uh, we're yeah. given this impression that's that that's one of the interesting things is that isaiah's attitude towards him implies that he's not a good king but his replies to isaiah imply he is actually a, a king of great faith yeah and you know refusing to put god to the test and that sort of thing hmm. um the language here uh maybe it was just the way that i re read it was a little bit more difficult to read is uh, uh isaiah so this is a converse. Is this a three-way conversation between Ahaz, God, and Isaiah? Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Interesting. Interesting. Um, and it's not clear exactly how it's taking place. I mean, 
you read it accurately. Okay. Um, okay. So it's it's not clear if if Isaiah's standing there and Isaiah's standing there and they're both nodding their heads as God's speaking, or are they independently receiving this revelation or right. they a conversation? Or three are they are they talking past each other right. to each other? <laughs> All too common. <laughs> um so just for just to break it down just a little bit more in verse 13 uh, it reads is it too little for you to weary mortals that you weary my god also so what that's saying is is it is it too little for you to weary that's a, that's your that's the active uh, verb yeah. uh, you're you're wearying mortals uh, right. as opposed to an adjective uh, right um, right uh, which is Generally, the way we would read those two Quite words so. together, uh, so uh, it, uh, that you weary my God also. So um, Isaiah is is uh, leveling a charge at Ahaz that uh, so. um, um, he's wearying his subjects uh, and, and as well as uh, wearying God as well. Which is a strange. Why is that the response when when Ahaz goes? I'm not going to put the Lord, my God to the test. And Isaiah is like, yeah, you, you're a jerk. <laughs> okay. It's seemingly like a, a, a good and proper response, but it, it's uh, Isaiah's attitude towards it is like, answer God for goodness sakes. Well, yeah, it's, it's like, now you're talking this way. Whereas yeah. for the prior verses, you were pretty heret, you know, pretty strong heretic, and now suddenly you're all holy now that God showed up. Got it, got it. Yeah. Um. Uh. So, uh, I want to backtrack then a little bit back to verse eleven. We, uh, uh, God is saying to Ahaz, "Ask for a sign. Let it be deep as Sheol. What is what? What is Sheol? Sounds like a a a cavern of some sort. Sort of. It's it's the place of well it's the place of death is the quickest way to put it um let's see i'm just seeing what the exactly which hebrew term is used and i'm not finding it um so i'm not hmm, it's got to be there anyway anyway i won't waste time people listening to me read <laughs> why not so, they waste time listening to me read <laughs> i'm reading silently uh that sheol is it's as low as you can go so gotcha. it's it's a poetic yep. illustration right right, right. go as high right. as you want go as low as you want right Ta -da. the 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 length and breadth of the earth yeah. uh, ask for something um <clears throat> And maybe maybe uh, we're we're done a little bit. Of, well, I, I assume it's probably safe to say because it, it's usually safe to say we're done a little bit of a disservice by taking such a small section of a yeah. larger conversation. Um, but like Isaiah doesn't let uh, God speak for Himself any further <laughs> in this reading. Um, uh, uh, he kind of uh, he he kind of steps in. Therefore, the Lord Himself will give you a sign. Uh, makes me wonder if uh, God's over there like, oh, yeah, yeah, is, this, is that the way it's playing out? <laughs> um, look, the young woman is with child and will bear a son and shall name him Emmanuel. He shall eat curds and honey by the time he knows how to refuse the evil and choose the good. So clearly a uh, uh, this is later taken as a prophecy uh, about Jesus. Right. Um, are there alternative oh, yeah. uh, interpretations of this? Like, uh, like, like. Can we go over some of those? Like, uh, what, sure. Because what are we? What are we really? What's at heart of this conversation that we lose as as a part as a result of zooming in on a very small section? Like, what's the overall tone of of this? Uh, of, well, of what's yeah, going on if, here? What this conversation is about is an earthly leader for Israel, mm -hmm. and so as we've talked about so many times, that's why there's a certain amount of confused expectations. Um, by the Jewish people when Jesus does start to preach about is this the guy or isn't this the mm. guy from Isaiah they want to have that this designation from chapter 7 um, and unfortunately 
I guess it doesn't really matter. It's, maybe it's fortunately. The Greek translated the Hebrew um, Isaiah passage, and the, the Hebrew word is young woman. Mm -hmm. It was translated as virgin. Gotcha. And so when Christians read a, a English translation that says virgin, it'll be born to a virgin, mm -hmm. they, of course, automatically immediately go to the Virgin Mary. But um, early Christians really didn't do that too much. And certainly the original Isaiah text did not anticipate a virgin birth, but instead it would be um, probably someone's firstborn child. Gotcha. Gotcha. Which, if they were in a royal lineage, would have been the next king. Hmm. Uh, and we we um, we see here uh, as part of the prophecy that the child is going to be named Emmanuel, which means God with us. Yeah. Um, so. So we've taken that title and applied it to Jesus. Right. Right. But for the purposes of Old Testament prophecy, uh, I, Isaiah is talking about. Um, is, is this Isaiah talking about, like, look, Ahaz, you're not it. Yeah. Um, but the person who's coming after you is because God's going to sometime, come back with us. Sometime after you. Yeah, okay. Not immediately. Right. Because after him is, well, near the end of his reign, I believe it is, is when Israel is conquered by Babylonia. Right. And they're taken captive. But I don't know as if Isaiah is necessarily, like, Right in, at least what's written down, like super aware of the timeline, like as for the mm. purposes of what Isaiah is saying is someone after you. Yeah, that's is, the point he's trying to make yeah. to him. Yeah, it's not you. You're, you're it's not sometime you. later. <laughs> yeah. No matter how much you've had this instantaneous conversion thirty seconds ago about not putting God to the test, mm. it still ain't you. That didn't fix it. Um. What's this? What's the purpose of this and the meaning of uh, this part of the prophecy? He shall eat curds and honey by the time he knows how to refuse the evil and choose the good. I assume the latter half of it, uh, uh, the, the the time by the time he knows how to refuse the evil and choose the good is like generally like an a a, a an age concept before before like uh, four or five years old or something like that. So uh, or or something yeah. to that effect. It, ha it has to do with timing mm -hmm. because um, to have to have curds, you got to be able to be stationary for a certain amount of time. Gotcha. And so the um, civil unrest will have dissipated by the time this kid um, is weaned. Gotcha. In other words, better times have come. Okay, okay, and the, so so the curds and honey represent better times. Yeah, uh, Stabili not stability. Not so this so that portion of the prof prophecy is is not a, a, a brag on the per is not yeah. like a is not saying like it's going to be amazing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Before the kid is old enough to really do so, he's going to be born with a full set of teeth. <laughs> right, full set of teeth, <laughs> sitting upright. Yeah. <laughs> Eating curds and honey at like three months old, it'll be crazy. It'll be okay. Gotcha. So that's that's a comment on on um, the 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 era that he'll be right that he'll be born that'll into. Be, that'll be in a sense born simultaneously as he is. Gotcha. Uh, and then and then I assume there there's some similarity there uh, about verse sixteen as far as talking about a better time, uh, the land before who. The land before whose two kings you are in dread will be deserted. So that so uh, it, it's a comment on uh, at that point in time the region has two are they they're kind of caught in the middle, right? Aren't they caught in the middle yeah. of two warring kings? Yeah. Uh huh. Okay. And um and it, it's a prophecy of. Israel being taken into captivity and the land being left deserted. Oh, oh, so it's their land that'll be yeah. deserted. Okay. 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 So then how does that prophecy then? Uh, so, so, okay. So first 
this is not a, the, the verse 15 is saying, you know, better times are, are in the future. And verse 16 is saying, but lean times are to come first. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, interesting. Interesting. Yeah. If you, if it go if we were to go on verse 18 talks about bugs, I mean, insects plaguing the land and things like that. Oh, okay. So it's definitely difficult times. Okay. Um, that, yeah, that'll be tough, tough times. So, so, um, God asks Ahaz for a sign and Ahaz says, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to ask. And then Isaiah says, well, he's going to give you a sign anyways. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you're not going to like and it. And the sign, the sign is you're going to die. <laughs> And the the land the, goes on to say the vineyards are going to be briars mm. filled with thorns, um, and you'll not be able to cultivate the land any longer because of the thorns and yeah bad times. Do we hear anything more? Like obviously not in this reading, but do, does Ahab any have any response to this, or is this does does the author of of Isaiah like? End and basically like imply like sure told him. <laughs> I, yeah, I think it's the latter. <laughs> okay, I gotcha. I gotcha. And there's actually in the following verses a little bit even before um, an implication that maybe Isaiah is the father of this child. The prophet is the oh. father of this prophesized child. Interesting, right? Because it's not a supernatural being. Right, right, right. Okay. So, you know, real different view of what, so for. So these are two dads fighting. (laughs) Well, no. My kid's better than your kid is what this is. Oh, okay. Yeah. Two dads. Yes. In that way. Yes. Um, And so. Your sons are a bunch of idiots. They'll never, you know, they're going to drive. You and them are going to drive this land. Yeah. My son's the greatest. Yeah. I mean. And life's going to be good when he's, what do you know? He's the king. Yeah. When he's king. (laughs) Which which uh, is is not really like I I don't think I remember ever reading that being kind of like the vibe of, of of Isaiah of like a a claim to the throne kind of a well but th- this time in Israel the the throne is not hereditary mm-hmm. so it's more who do we think God is calling to be king it's right. A, it, it's almost like you know, who's going to be president? We'll all decide, right. make that person king, and then when that person dies or wants to step down, we'll do this again. Gotcha. Discern and well, again, call. then yeah, I I'm not familiar with coming away with reading Isaiah that way. Is the first uh, section of Isaiah a uh, you know a, a, a speech where it's like yeah vote my son uh <laughs> no <laughs> okay this is pretty much the only place it comes up okay the okay. rest of it is everything's going to hell and you're all going to die <laughs> yeah. gotcha gotcha or is it more of a throwaway comment about his his son of like even my son would be a better king than you know it could be than the the, yeah. the people that are that everybody always seems to consider um it could be gotcha. we, we, we honestly don't know but to just put things in perspective, if we were faithful Jews, we'd look at this and say, yeah, that happened. We really aren't sure who that king was, mm. who was born of a young woman. But yeah, that that happened in the time of Isaiah. Right. Whereas we say, oh, that was a prophecy of the birth of Jesus that was going to come hundreds of years later. Right. Well, yeah, I mean, we, we view everything through Jesus colored glasses. Yeah. So, uh, and, Makes sense that we would look for things like that, but yeah. and but it may I, still be accurate, I right? Mean, but just but to saying, your point, especially when it's yeah. talking about the land itself, yeah. it's like, the, yeah. Point of Isaiah is talking is is the the main points of Isaiah are we're messing up, mm-hmm. we're, <laughs> we're going to be punished for it we're essentially because of that, yeah. Uh, and then, but things, we're going to come back from things it. are going to get better, uh, right? And then they're going to be really better, yeah. So, uh, and, and in that, in those regards, those, those things did come to pass. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then it was, you know, for the later prophets to go, we're messing up. Right. <laughs> Here we go again. We're going to suffer for it. <laughs> but things will be better. Yeah. Mm. Anything else then about the, the Isaiah reading? 
Uh, no, it is interesting that it's very early in the book of Isaiah. So it does yeah. have this very negative, around it, very negative pieces. Yeah. Um, and that we do choose just to snapshot this f- small set of verses for the potential Christ prophecy. Mm. Yep. Yes, we sure do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and obviously, as, as, as a result of uh, of them being selected for this week, uh, you know, clearly done with that intention. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, as as we've as, and again, as we've that, just that could be completely accurate and appropriate. Sure. I'm not trying to say sure, it's sure. not, but it may not. Well, let's. Uh, our psalm reading for the week is uh, Psalm 80, verses uh, one through seven, and then 17 and 19, or 17 through 19. Give ear, O shepherd of Israel, you who lead Joseph like a flock, you who are, who are enthroned upon the cherubim, shine forth before Ephraim and Benjamin and Manasseh. Stir up your might and come to save us. Restore us, O God, let your face shine that we may be saved. O Lord, God of hosts, how long will you be angry with your people's prayers? You have fed them with the bread of tears and given them tears to drink in full measure. You make us the scorn of our neighbors. Our enemies laugh among us themselves. Restore us, O God of hosts. Let your face shine that we may be saved, but let your hand be upon the one at your right hand, the one whom you made strong for yourself. Then we will never turn back from you. Give us life, and we will call on your name. Restore us, O God of hosts. Let your face shine that we may be saved. Um, all right, this one thing that stands out to me almost immediately is that, uh, not too many Psalms use people's names. Right. Um, uh, that, that's a little bit of a, 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 an oddity. How come? Like, is there, is there, do we have a, a reason as to why is it, was this Psalm used for something specific or? Well, it, those are the names of the communities in the Northern Kingdom that were conquered oh, okay. by the Assyrians. Oh, okay. Okay. So it's asking God to help those city-states. Gotcha. So as a result of that, do we have a, a better idea as to when this was written? This would have been written probably as that was happening, right? Roughly, yeah. So it's around um, 722 B.C. B.C.? Um, do we know anything else about the psalm? Um, any specifics about the, the, the authorship of it or anything? Not really. Um, I mean, it, it's a cry for help and yet more than just that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's one of these, it's one of these psalms that let us know it's okay to complain to God. Mm. That good and valid prayer. Good and valid prayer. God wants to hear when we're ticked off with God or worried about what's going on in life around us. We don't have to sugarcoat it or say, oh, we're happy all the time because God loves us and we love God. Ow, stop hitting me. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Say to the Assyrian soldier. <laughs> right, right. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, the, the 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 lamentation against God here is uh, it, it's interesting that it uses the word tears twice uh, when in verse five. Uh, not only not only are the bread is the bread full of tears, but that's what we're drinking as well. <laughs> Which in a desertish climate, it's hugely significant that they don't even have fresh water to bake their bread. Mm. Hmm. Oh, that's an interesting imagery. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I hadn't even thought of that uh, as being the image uh, there for verse five. Um, the bread of tears that they're using their own tears to make the dough. Yeah. On purpose. Not that they right. just happen to be crying while they're making bread. Um, uh, it's more, <laughs> it, it, that uh, almost implies like, you know, the, the people are, 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 so are making do so much that that you know they're not wasting their 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 tears at all they're they're mm-hmm. they're actually using them to their fullest potential yeah um uh which is interesting it's just more probably for poetic reasons but the two words for tears in hebrew are different 
Mm. The the first one, this is the only place that term for tears is used. The second one is used in Hebrew nine times. Um, mm. So that kind of means we don't know enough about that first one, how it's gotcha. usually used. This is the only place it occurs in the Bible. Interesting. Yeah. So it might not be tears at all. I wouldn't go that far, but certainly it shows an intentionality about the author mm-hmm. of, yeah, tears are really important here. So important. I'm coming up with another word here. Right. Or right. using another word. Right. Um, uh, what about this uh, verse 17 here? Uh, the language uh, can can be a little confusing here. Let your hand be upon the one at your right hand. Um, do we have an idea as to what, uh, who that person is that we're, because to be at the, to be at someone's right hand is to be like, uh, not next in line necessarily, but like the most trusted, right. having the ear of that person. Um, so, and, and then the the first phrase, let your hand be upon, uh, meaning blessing and guidance and uh, authority. authority. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so do we do we have an idea as to? Well, generally in the Psalms, this means um, the leader. Gotcha. Whether whether it's a local leader or the national king or whoever. Um, that if only God would empower that person with all the gifts needed, mm. then this terrible situation could be resolved. Well, and I, I suppose considering the the uh, earlier lament um, uh, that maybe this is more of a prayer for like whoever you're, uh, you know, yeah. whoever should be leading us, if you could just hurry up and identify that person for us right now, that'd be great. Yeah, because we're kind of leaderless, and that's one of the reasons it's applied to the fourth Sunday of Advent mm, mm-hmm. is to to apply it to Christ. So we skip nine verses here. What are we skipping? What are we missing? Um, more lamentations, or per, yeah, with more. Um, it's a it's is as happens in psalms and prayers in the Hebrew Scriptures, and occasionally in Christian tradition. It's a reminder to God of how great God, their relationship with God had been. Okay. You remember the good old days where you brought us out of Egypt? <laughs> you know, that stuff. That stuff. <laughs> Let's get back to that. Because it's really falling apart now. Mm-hmm. Because part of the fear of a faithful person is, why is the world now suddenly so crappy? When, though it was hundreds and hundreds of years before, when we came out of Egypt, God provided man in the wilderness and things like yeah. that. Um, what have we done? What's what's gone wrong? Mm. Um, but as we talked about before, there's also a, a equally strong tradition that that time in the wilderness was a time of punishment. And it was helping the Israelites get their act together before they could enter the promised land. But this one has the, those were the good old days view. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, uh, yeah. Then we will never turn back from you. Uh, give us life and we will call on your name. Restore us. O God of hosts, let your face shine, uh, which is an interesting phrase. Uh, uh, I'm, does that basically that, that phrasing, let your face shine. Does that, uh, imply that implies that God has turned away from them and it could maybe, and, and like turn towards us. Uh, and and yeah, and see us uh, and 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 uh, and in or, that way. Or you've always been facing us, mm-hmm. but we haven't gotten it. So make it really obvious. So shine where you are. Gotcha. So it may not be God turning towards the people. It's just saying, "Hey, over here!" Right. Light a beacon. <laughs> yeah. We're yeah. we're big dum dum. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, don't presume we can figure this out, God. Right, right. Okay. Uh, anything else about the psalm? That's um, eh, about it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
All right. Well, no, actually, there's one thing that actually happens in the part we skip where it it bounces back and forth between past and present tense. Mm. Um, so it implies a muddiness in when it was written down to be preserved. Uh, okay. Perhaps it was a, a psalm from the past that folks said, you know, that, boy, we've been through that. Mm -hmm. That then by the time it was valued, it was, yeah, it's happening again. Mm -hmm. And so it was given both a past and a present tense. Got it. Got it. Well, our gospel reading, shock of all shock, comes from Matthew. Uh, Matthew chapter 1, verse 18 through 25. Uh, now the birth of Jesus the Messiah took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been engaged to Joseph, but before they lived together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. Her husband, Joseph, being a righteous man and unwilling to expose her to public disgrace, planned to dismiss her quietly. But just when he had resolved to do this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Look, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph awoke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took her as his wife, but had no marital relations with her until she had born a son, and he named him Jesus. Um, we have spoken before about how Matthew focuses on Joseph, uh, mm -hmm. and most of the other Gospels have a focus on Mary. No? Just one gospel. Just one gospel. Just Luke. Oh, just Luke. Okay. Yeah. So I had it the other way around. Almost everybody gives credit to Joseph, and only <laughs> Luke gives credit to Mary. Only Matthew and Luke talk about Jesus as a baby at all. Okay. So okay. you had a 50-50 chance. Gotcha. And I still got it wrong. <laughs> yeah. Mark, nothing about Jesus before he's baptized by, G by John the Baptist. Uh -huh. um, John, there's a teenage story, but that's it. Got it. Um, Jesus is baptized by John, comes on the scene. Matthew and Luke, though, had concern, had wanted to talk about how Jesus was born, but gave different versions. Right. And one can, well, and one can understand Matthew was written before Luke. Uh, so um, uh, one could even maybe consider that Luke was a, an intentional response yeah like hell well we already have that story mm -hmm. you know right uh let's you know we'll do one for, for for mary and even it out well and also luke had the easy way to remember is luke had the shepherds matthew had the magi uh-huh okay and so and matthew, really does really does imply complementary text yes interesting and luke has a repeated concern for the outcast Mm -hmm. um and the low of low estate and so it makes sense he has shepherds and matthew is more um interested in i won't say concerned about the hierarchical systems in his midst okay king herod and stuff uh -huh. um and so it makes sense that he has the what we now call the three kings even though king is kind of an iffy translation Hmm. More like magicians or astrologers. It does make me wonder then if uh, if Luke had not written his gospel the way that he did, would we have had um, the the open discussion that we that we have now over the 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 holiness of Mary? We have a lot of reverence for Mary. We don't have a ton of reverence for Joseph. Right. Um, uh, it makes me wonder if we would have still had that. I think we would because because Mary Mary does show up in the rest of the gospel uh, the rest of the gospels later in stories yeah Joseph doesn't, doesn't. so much yeah and, he he only appears in Matthew and Luke hmm. um, and there so there's huge amount of legitimate speculation about um, that he died while Jesus was pre adult yeah yeah was was young. Um, but to answer your question, 
the, the passage we have today does show, even though Mary doesn't get an uh, angelic visit in Matthew's account, mm -hmm. she still is definitely pretty amazing because she is impregnated by the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I think we'd still have a whole lot of reverence, just maybe with fewer visual aids. Gotcha. Okay. Um, I'm curious, in, in verse 19, help walk me through what Joseph's game plan is. Because it says, unwilling to expose her to public disgrace, he planned to dismiss her quietly. How does one do that? <laughs> we're engaged. We're, we're not engaged. <laughs> like... That's the quiet version. Okay. Hey, whatever happened to that girl? That girl? What was her name? Mary? Whatever happened to that? Too soon. Too soon. <laughs> you know, like what? What? What does? How does? What does that look like? Had he gone through with his plan, how does? What does that look like? Probably um, sent her to a nunnery. I guess. <laughs> he didn't have him then. Um, probably send her off to relatives, which Arch mentioned. In Matthew, but in Luke, we know there's Elizabeth. Okay, yeah. Um, mm -hmm. To live until she found someone else to marry. Gotcha. But yeah, kind of shuffle her out of town. And no one, I won't say no one asks. What, was, I, what happened to that girl you were always yeah. hanging out with? Like, what girl? Yeah, it, <laughs> it, it, people would know. Yeah, people would town. know. Like uh, I, I don't know, I don't know, Matthew. You're giving him a lot of uh, a lot of credit here. Well, and maybe part of the point is for the reader to say, "Won't work, Joseph." <laughs> right. right. <laughs> don't know what you're thinking, but no, not a good. Yeah, plan. I don't. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what planet Joseph lives on. But yeah. Uh, but uh, when you well, live in these, even even you know, even for his time, if you're living in an area that has lots of people. Everybody knows everything. Yes. You're not hiding nothing. Yeah. <laughs> and none of the none of the places that are attributed to Joseph and Mary's homes were were big towns. They were all pretty small. Nazareth yeah. and such. Yeah. So in a way, maybe uh maybe maybe the um the, the angel of the Lord is is really doing him a solid. Oh yeah. Uh, of like yeah. look, don't I mean just just own it, dude. Well, I mean, think, think of this. Uh, this set of you think verses. this is a, a negative? Just, just, just accept it and turn it into a positive. I'm pick, yeah. I'm picturing an angel. Look, you want to be remembered as the third worst guy in the gospel after Pontius Pilate and Judas, right? 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 Uh, no, that's yeah. okay. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Because I mean, the 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 the, the way it's written, in, uh, uh, and I've heard many. Uh, either sermons or conversations about it that the 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 interpretation is like oh yeah she would have been it, it would have been assumed that she was sleeping around and like um or joseph yeah <laughs> no one's gonna believe that it's not yours right <laughs> you know uh, and we don't really uh we don't really uh, talk about that as the the alternative but uh, uh, uh yeah probably you know mm-hmm it would have been a healthy number of of uh, equal groups of 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 uh, of of um well and we and okay this is just total fantasy of course maybe but <laughs> <laughs> maybe go ahead um mary is is so much a holy person mm -hmm. i mean it doesn't take a dream for her to see an angel unlike mm -hmm. with matthew i have a feeling people have looked at her and said, she's a good person. Joseph, not so much. Right, 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 right. No, we all know Mary. Yeah, exactly. She, you know, she's not out, you know, she's not out after after the sun goes right. down. She's not, you know, you know. Yeah, she's reading the, the yeah. book of Isaiah. You know who we don't know? You, Joseph. Right. You're what a are man. you into? You're a man. You're a man. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So, uh, so, so, yeah, I, I, I kind of wonder if this is uh, the, the angel of God doing him a solid. I'm like, yeah. you, you're gonna, you know, no, because, <laughs> because an equal number of people, like I said, I think maybe, maybe if, if, uh, if they don't know Mary, uh, maybe half will assume that it's on her, mm -hmm. but the other half are gonna go, 
oh, got her pregnant, and then got her pregnant, and then dismissed her. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I mean, <laughs> that's low. That's <laughs> low. You, <laughs> what a jerk. You're um, not rich enough to pull that, John. <laughs> yeah. No. 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 Um. But uh, but yeah, the, the the so we do then see the angel go back to our first reading and, and make a direct reference. And as you pointed out uh, earlier in the podcast, um, uh, the interpretation by this at this point in time from the you know, the Greek interpretation of the Hebrew is reiterated here, where it says a virgin as yeah. opposed to a young woman. Uh, shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel. I am. I am also noticing, and maybe this is the Greek interpretation uh, translation of the Hebrew. Uh, in our Isaiah reading, Emmanuel is spelled with an I, and in our Gospel reading, Emmanuel is spelled with an E. Is oh. that is that a is that a a, a, a don't byproduct think, of? I think that's more about pronunciation. Hebrew versus Greek than a different actually being a different word. Yeah, no, I don't think it's a different word. Okay. I, I was I was wondering if that was also a, as a result of the Greek translation of the Hebrew that that's how you would translate yeah. it into. Yes, okay, that is got yeah. it, got it, got it. Okay, um, uh, and then uh, it, it it does uh, um, it does. Uh, we do get a, a little bit of uh, Joseph's character, though, here uh, at, at, in the trailing part of the reading that uh, uh, not only did he listen to the angel. Good. Good on him. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but he did take her to be his wife. Also good on him uh, and had no merit. Like the, the author takes uh, extra time to point yeah. out, even though she was already pregnant, he had he, he took no marital relations uh, until she had born uh, the son. Um, so they were married and then, and then he continued to wait and, yeah. uh, and, and the, the amount of chastity, uh, uh, for, for him. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting. I haven't looked at this in a, in a couple of years, um, that the literal translation, um, which is, will be stilted. I won't try to clean it up, but of Mary, um, it reads, she was found in womb having, and implied a child, um, out of the Holy Spirit. Hmm. So it's interesting to me that, typical, as is typical in English, we can't bear the thought of women parts. Right. <laughs> yeah. And so like, oh, no womb here. Yeah, we can't. <laughs> what other words are you trying to make us say? Yeah. Like, oh, goodness. um so uh um it i wonder so when he woke from sleep uh and he did as the angel commanded like immediately got like they got married so they were engaged uh and then got married and lived together um one I've heard people uh, uh, talk about uh, uh, sometimes that uh, this would have been to hide, uh, help hide the fact that uh, um, the the kid wasn't his. Um, and 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 I'm not entirely sure though, given the way that a lot of this is worded, whether or not that solved any any of those problems. Actually, um, uh, I think I think people still might have known. Um, well, one thing to keep in mind is there's a real there's a real good possibility, particularly judging by human history of these kind of engagements and marriages, is that in fact there was what we would call premarital sex mm-hmm. fairly commonly <clears throat> experienced. Mm-hmm. So. It really wasn't necessary for him to marry her quickly to avoid that appearance. So it was not seen as a disgraceful thing if the woman was three months pregnant at the time of the wedding. Right. Or anything like that. Right. So, um, yeah, that, that really wasn't an issue. It was more, Joseph, don't ditch her. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because going back to the first uh, 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 verse... 
I am curious as to like, there's no mention of how this came to be. She was found to be with child. Okay. From right. the Holy Spirit. From the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, which, which maybe is creative, uh, um, creative writing on Matthew's uh, part. Uh, the, the author of this knows the outcome as the, they're writing down these words. So, um, um, Matthew may not take the extra extra time to uh, state that when she was found to be with child that anyone that that anyone thought otherwise that that it was uh, uh, the yeah. Holy Spirit. Oh no, the other way around. Yeah, no one thought otherwise. Everyone presumed it was Joseph's. Yeah, everyone yeah. presumed it was Joseph's. Yeah. So so it being written that she was found uh, uh, kind of implies like. Some people thought it was the Holy Spirit uh, and that this was a, you know, uh, some people knew, but outward appearance would be so awful. So probably, yeah. And probably what this text implies um, is only Mary and Joseph knew Mm -hmm. in Gospel of Luke. She goes to Elizabeth and her cousin and they're both pregnant. And mm-hmm. Elizabeth basically says, yeah, I can tell you're pregnant. Because right. John the Baptist just Yeah, <laughs> yeah. John just did, you know, loop-de-loops. Yeah. <laughs> um, but in Matthew, it yeah, it's kept, it seems to be kept very quiet. Yeah. yeah. In terms of the wider community. Um, and, in fact, okay. This, in Matthew, Joseph and Mary are living in Bethlehem. Uh-huh. And... In Luke, they're living in Nazareth, mm. so that that's that's significant um, because when shortly after Jesus is born in Bethlehem, um, and there's no need for a stable or anything because they ha- Matthew has a home, mm-hmm. they have to very quickly flee to Egypt in Matthew because of King Herod getting ready to slaughter all children. Mm. that were in that Mm -hmm. age range that the wise men told them about. Right. So it's possible depend. And, and there's a lot of, we don't know the timing of because Matthew doesn't say, and two days later, six months later, we don't know how long it took for Joseph to be warned by an angel to take Mary and the baby to Egypt. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's possible that they hightailed it out of Bethlehem before anyone really knew she had given birth. Gotcha. And then to avoid the trouble, they settle in Nazareth when they return. Gotcha. In a way, I would submit to you that this is the first miracle of, uh, of Jesus' life. Yeah. That a man followed through with his commitment. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I was well set up. Because <laughs> well really, said. in the in, in the end of the day, isn't that really what the story says? Like he said he'd marry her, and he followed through. Yeah, and he really did. Take Amazing. Care of well, and frankly, that's the type of saint he's portrayed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's one of those things that <laughs> there are many appropriate, well-earned jokes about. That's how low the bar is for a man to be a saint. <laughs> Whereas the women have to be burned at the stake <laughs> right. or give right. birth, and, give, give birth to the Holy Spirit in a yeah you know, in a barn. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. Watch the, their son be killed. But Joseph, you said you'd say yes, and you did. Wow! I mean, just <laughs> slow clap. <laughs> uh, By the way, if you see Joseph in a dream tonight, that's on you. That's. <laughs> I heard you were talking smack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and? I didn't, I didn't have a health plan, dude. You, you think that was easy? Yeah. Uh, anything else about the gospel reading? Um, it's really worth trying to read it without any portion of Luke in your mind, which mm. is hard to do. Uh, yeah, that would be hard to do. You'd almost have to read Luke first to in order race yeah in order to think like okay this is the stuff that i'm consciously trying not to think and, about and fortunately what you can do on the, through books or the internet is uh read a gospel parallel which will line up the two accounts next to each other and it's really obvious how they're different and then 
there are all sorts of insights to be gained, including how um, Christianity chose by tradition to meld the two stories mm-hmm. of you now we want wise men and we want shepherds. Right. Um, when really they have such different points that it's pretty artificial to do that. Yeah. Yeah. No, that would be a, that would be an, a, a fascinating thing to yeah. do uh, is, is to do a side by side. Um, well, with that, I think we will call to a close this year podcast for December 18th, 2022, the fourth Sunday of Advent in year A. Uh, as always, we encourage you to visit our website, holyfamilyfishers.org, to find out all the things going on at the church. Uh, this time of year, obviously, tons of opportunity tons. for for volunteerism and 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 uh, gift giving and, and, and what have you. Um, and, uh, Sunday we will, uh, this Sunday we will again have, uh, in-person, um, um, services eight and 10 with a nine o'clock educational hour in between 10 o'clock service will be broadcast live on our YouTube channel, HFEC videos, and then come on back at five o'clock. You said four o'clock, four o'clock, four o'clock, uh, uh, for the greening of the church and a, you know, more pasta and garlic yeah. bread, I think, than you could possibly eat. Um, There's always plenty for all. There, there, there absolutely is, uh, and that's a, it is a great, great time. So, yeah, it's uh, a blast. Come on, come on back for that. And until next week, I'm Ben and I'm Bruce, and we'll talk to you then. Bye bye. Bye.